Aloha. Welcome to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but nothing replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. May brings us to celebrating one of the most trusted professions in the United States, and that is our nurses. The medical profession cannot live without them. And joining me today, I have some fantastic folks who represent various aspects of the nursing community. We have Lara Reichardt. She is the director of the Hawaii State Center for Nursing. Katie Kemp, she is the president of the Hawaii branch of the American Nurses Association, or Hawaii ANA. And Bob Gahol, and he is from the Philippine Nurses Association of Hawaii. And we are going to be discussing today why are nurses so important and critical to the transformation of healthcare? As this is an amazing time in medicine where we have seen a novel coronavirus, we have seen vaccinations that have been developed on short order, and we have seen a global pandemic change pretty much everyone's lives. And we're going to talk about what that means for the career of nursing and how we can work together in a team-based approach to help improve the health care for everyone. So I want to thank all three of you for joining me today, and I'm looking forward to learning more from each of you. Now, Bob, let's start with you. You are head of the Philippine Nurses Association of Hawaii, but not only are you working with the nurses, you've also started to work on nursing education and looking at trying to help the other caregivers out there. You know, the pandemic has put a lot of patients in their homes. They need caregivers. We're talking about medical assistance and nursing assistance. So tell me about how your trajectory and story of nursing has led you to be helping out those who may be the frontline caregivers that have been put in this position of trying to learn really fast to take care of our of our older folks here in the islands. Hi, uh, Kathy, and good evening, everybody. I'm actually the vice president of the, of the uh, Philippine Nurses Association of Hawaii, and I am very happy to be a part of that great organization of uh, Filipino-American nurses in Hawaii doing so much for the community. We, um, as uh, my, my trajectory in nursing, actually, it was totally unexpected because I was, uh, did not plan to be a nurse. When I moved to, to the U.S. from the Philippines, I wanted to own my own business, so I was a business administration major, but I... Um, when we moved to Chicago, I could not find an office job. So uh, I ended up working as a sales clerk at a union station in Chicago, making minimum wage. But I wa- wanted to be independent and get my own place. So working at the, you know, having minimum wage job would not be able to, I would not be able to afford that. So my mom was a nurse, encouraged me to go into nursing school and fortunately get scholarship and started the nursing program. And uh, so I um, got my uh, BSN, and but I also wanted to do more. Um, I wanted to, I enjoyed doing patient care, but at the same time, I also want, wanted to, I enjoyed the business aspect of healthcare, trying to learn how to be more efficient and safer while cutting down our, our expenses. So I got my master's in business administration and then work as a nurse manager. Uh, however, I only stayed at this job for a year, and I decided to join the Army to see the world. 
So um, my military experience took me to a different level. I spent many years working and living overseas. I spent a total of nine years in Germany, went on five deployments and humanitarian assistance missions to Bosnia, Ukraine, Angola, Pakistan, and Afghanistan. And uh, my military life is actually, uh, it's not for everyone, but I find it so fascinating because of the challenges and motivation it gave me. I spent a, a year in Afghanistan. Um, that really brought a different perspective in my life. My tour there exposed me to the reality of the hardship of living in a war-torn country. I saw the devastation, the lack of freedom, and really how difficult it was to live without the conveniences we enjoy and take for granted in the United States. As a senior military officer and a nurse, I was able to travel throughout the country to check on our troops, to evaluate their medical assets and standard of care, and to ensure that they were mentally and physically prepared for situations such as mass casualty situations. Uh, my experience in Afghanistan also um, enabled me to work side by side with several international healthcare leaders and professionals. I was there when the Ebola epidemic started in Africa and helped develop a countrywide plan to prevent Ebola from spreading in the military bases throughout Afghanistan. Fortunately, we never had to use it. My last tour in the military was at Tripler Army Medical Center in Hawaii, where I was in charge of the inpatient services. It was a fulfilling tour, and I truly enjoyed working and living in Hawaii. In 2018, I decided to retire from the military. As a retiree, I am now enjoying my life, traveling, golfing, spending time with my loved ones. And I also spend many hours volunteering in various organizations. So that's what led me to join and serve in the Philippine Nurses Association of Hawaii. And I am very, very fortunate to be part of that group. I, I like this, actually this quote from Seth Parker. Uh, he said, you may not have saved a lot of money in your life, but if you have saved a lot of heartaches for other folks, you are a pretty rich man. Nothing, nursing certainly did did not make me rich financially, but with the experiences I have gained as a nurse, I consider myself a billionaire. So that is my, my story. Wow. Well, you know, you've helped people not just here at home, you've helped them all around the globe. And you mentioned being mentally and physically prepared for the challenges that come when you know, when you think about some of the ways in which you've been able to interact with people, it's amazing to me, Bob, that you've been able to translate that into the excellent work that you do right here in the islands. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with some nurses helping me to celebrate the Nurses Appreciation Week, actually month. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Laura Reichardt about how we can keep ourselves mentally and physically prepared and keep our nursing workforce ready for challenges that have happened over the last year and will continue to happen as we go on into the future. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 
Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Bavarian Motor Experts. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today we're talking about the amazing abilities that nurses have to help us to transform the healthcare system from where we're at today to a place that might be even better tomorrow. Now, right before the break, we were talking with Bob Gahol. He is the vice president of the Philippine Nurse Association of Hawaii, and he was telling us about his trajectory of how he became a nurse and the worldwide work that he has done trying to help people and alleviate suffering and make sure that he is able to obtain riches beyond a measurable monetary value. I would agree, Bob. It sounds like you are a billionaire with being able to help reduce suffering from other folks. Now, Laura Reichardt, you're the director of the Hawaii State Center for Nursing. And one of the things that your organization does is try and make sure that we have a great workforce of people that are available providing quality nursing care here in the state. Bob, talk to, us, talk to us about being mentally and physically prepared. Are we prepared here in Hawaii, and what are we doing on a statewide level to make sure that we have the right folks available to take care of our of our people in, right here in the islands? Thank you so much for asking, and thanks for having uh, me on the show today. I'm a big fan of your work, and also I'm a big fan of nurses. That's why I became a nurse Uh the Center for Nursing, what we do is we make sure that we have the right nurses in the right places so that people of, uh, across the Hawaiian Islands can receive health care when they need it. Um, and by really highly qualified people who are, you know, providing these technical services but also providing it with a heavy dose of empathy. And that's really what makes nurses so trusted um, and such a unique role. We're, we're incredible technicians. Uh, we have this incredible amount of skill and capacity to integrate knowledge and science into what we're doing for people. But at the end of the day, these are vulnerable people, and they really need care, and they need to feel like they're cared for and paid attention to. And nurses are so good at doing that. Uh, I think a challenge that nurses have, and I was having a conversation earlier today as I was picking up some groceries, and somebody remarked to me, well, you know, I was wearing a nursing mask, and I said, oh, are you a nurse? You know, the thing about nurses is everybody thinks that they're superheroes, but at the end of the day, they're just people. And that's what's so important about, I think, all of our work here today, all three of us, is we've really focused on supporting nurses, um, making sure that we have enough nurses so that um, that need for overtime or the need for, um, you know, always hoping that your colleagues have enough coverage is it's not there because we know that we have enough nurses. And likewise, we want to make sure that we have good distribution. So we have, we're bringing in new grads. We have career development opportunities for people in the middle of their career. And then we have opportunities for our experts who are near retirement to kind of diffuse their knowledge into the, uh, the workforce as well. So we're working within nursing, not just across the state, um, making sure we have nurses everywhere. One of the greatest things we did uh, during the COVID surge last fall was that we, did, we had a big call for nurses, and we got 1,900 nurses responding to that. Um, from that list, thankfully, the surge was short-lived. I, I am so grateful for that daily. Um, but during that surge, we learned several things. We know that we need 
fast action in long-term care. We know that we still need, con- you know, we need contact tracers to help with that prevention and identification once that somebody has it to prevent that community spread. We know that we need um, nurses with technical expertise in acute care facilities, and we were starting to stand up the, the vaccine pause and plan for that. And we've been able to use those respondents from that list to fill in all of those pukas that we had across the nursing workforce and the landscape in our state. And so as new opportunities or emerging roles, like all of the vaccine pods were popping up, we were saying, can nursing students help? Where can we use this list? What, you know, which staff nurses do we have that are available? And it's a, this big tactical plan. But we were, we were able to respond, and it was so incredible seeing how many nurses were continuing to go above and beyond their call of duty just by the sheer response, the volume that we had last fall. Um, and, and we're continuing to use those responses. In the meantime, we're also continuing to think of how can we have include professional development and workforce planning so that our nurses have a break, so they can go home and they can really take their shoes off and relax. Because that's what they need to do to be prepared to work the next day. Well, and you mentioned something really important. You mentioned that, you know, you put out a call to nurses and you had 1,900 people respond. A lot of folks feel like nurses only go in to work in a hospital, but there's so many various different nuances to what roles they play throughout the entire spectrum of their entire career or just the different opportunities available to them. So, you know, it may be that a nurse works for a health insurance company. It could be that they work for a home care company. They could be working as an an administrator. And these are folks that are a resource that you mentioned. You put out a call and look at the response you got. And in fact, in Hawaii, the Hawaii State Center for Nursing data shows that only 50% of our nurses work inside a hospital, and the other half are doing the incredible work in all of those settings that you described and others, like prisons and schools. Uh, the public health nurses have certainly responded incredibly. And I think it's we have to really acknowledge how protected our kapuna have been because of the incredible care of nurses and their colleagues. Uh, there have not been, you know, the we have been so spared in our state because of the great people that we have in our healthcare teams and as nurses. Now, do you see that as we move hopefully to what everyone is calling a post-pandemic world? How do you feel the nurses that we have now, even some of the ones that stepped up that responded to your call, what role do you think they're going to have to play as we move forward in seeing healthcare hopefully transform from sick care to more proactive preventative care, public health sort of information that sometimes we didn't promote as much. You know, my hope and my my hope and my dream, I guess I should say, they're both, is that we can continue to use nurses in these other ways. And we've we've come from a strong past of public health work. Uh, that's that's really the foundation with um, Florence Nightingale was she was a nurse in the community, and I think that we have we ebb and flow. And I really hope that these roles that nurses have had to step into will continue, because so many people they have a strong calling to care and they have a strong calling to be a nurse like myself, but the calling is really to be in the community. I my first exposure to nursing was actually at a community health center, 
and I am from the U.S.-Mexico border. We were on the border. We were helping people, um, and it was nurses working in the community, and that was my first exposure, and that's what I thought nurses did. I didn't really think of hospital nurses, but the roles, we don't conceptualize them um, and, and as much as we think of that hospital-based nurse. COVID, I think, has break, um, broke those bounds and has recognized the valuable role in all of these other places and how critical they are. Nurses are so good. We're so good at teaching. We're so good at paying attention to the entire environment. And we have this incredible knowledge, like Bob mentioned, about business and about infrastructure and about systems, all of this other work that we realized, oh, you know, oh, I need somebody to consult about this because I don't know what to do. Um, and nurses can provide that. Uh, and, and we're so available. We are the largest healthcare workforce in our state. And so when, if we can provide our expertise and we can continue to share our knowledge um, and to support our community in being well, that's only going to help us in the future when another event happens, and it will. Uh, but we'll be better prepared next time. Well, that's a great, it's great to know because I think in a lot of ways we often wonder if we have a shortage. Will we have enough healthcare workers? Will we have enough folks to take care of us, even when when all of us uh, get older in age? And it's good to know that we're establishing that educational basis now to help us throughout time. Now, I want to have an opportunity to speak to Katie Kemp. Katie, you are with the Hawaii ANA, the American Nurses Association. And we talk about nursing education, and that's one of the big missions that your group has. What sort of things are you doing to help support continuing nursing education in the state? And how can how does that help people to enrich their own professional development? Yeah, so um, many people don't know, but not until recently were registered nurses in the state required to complete continuing education. And so when we saw legislation come through and say, okay, we're now going to start requiring this, um, all nurses need to have some form of continuing competency that's been approved by the Board of Nursing. Hawaii ANA stepped up and decided, you know, how are we going to fill this need? And so we sought the opportunity to become an accredited provider um, through a partnership with uh, the Northeast Multistate Division, um, which is a conglomerate of other uh, American Nurses Association, uh, constituent state nurses association um, on the Northeast side of the U.S. And so what we do now is we're able to provide continuing education opportunities that will be um, accepted by the Board of Nursing here. And uh, something really exciting coming up in our pipeline is we will be um, offering an event where we'll be teaching nurses about two roles. Um, I just love what Laura said about we're really moving into the community because that's what we're going to be talking about, these two emerging roles in nursing. So one being the nurse navigator um, and this is someone who walks uh, patients or loved ones through the end-of-life options, um, and specifically about the medical aid and dying law in the state. And so what is the nurse navigator's role in that? How are they the advocate? How are they the educator? Um, I think Laura like highlighted all the really key words that we really want to emphasize that nurses are able to do. And then the other um, continuing education opportunity that we'll be providing is uh, population health. And so I know, Dr. Kozak, you've been asking a lot about, okay, well, where's healthcare going? And I think healthcare is going towards this population health aspect. You know, insurers are starting to understand, okay, we need to start focusing on preventative health. 
or the big trigger word these days in healthcare is social determinants of health. What are those things that are barriers to patients really achieving their definition of wellness? And so insurers are starting to see that and they're saying, hey, I think we're going to start reimbursing providers for this. And so um, what we're going to be doing at that event is showing how registered nurses can be part of this population health and this evolution in healthcare transformation, the, you know, basically the payment system. How are we going to be supporting healthier communities well, and I think that's an absolute excellent way to focus our efforts because it is going to be about population health going on into the future. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk about the wishes for my three excellent individuals today. What is the one thing they'd like to see that we can take forward from learning through the pandemic to ways that we can help with the goals of providing more preventative health measures and improving the health of all of us here in Hawaii. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Chaminade University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today we are celebrating nurses, the most trusted profession in the United States, and there are plenty of reasons why, and education and taking care of themselves, but also taking care of the rest of us is one of the reasons that nurses tend to be at the forefront of providing help during a health care crisis and also helping to transform the way we deliver care now and on into the future. Now, we just have a few minutes left, and I wanted to give each of you an opportunity. Uh, Bob, where do you hope to see? You've you've retired from the military. You've provided this opportunity and all the education that you've received. What is something that you hope to see as we move forward that will help to keep the nursing community engaged and also help all of us to improve our health in the next couple of years? Well, I do agree with what uh, Laura and Katie said about the um, population health. And um, actually, as nurses, we, we, we do influence health care policy through our role as, uh, in the healthcare delivery. Nursing is an independent field of medicine, and we, we are not merely an assistant to other medical professionals. So the role of nurses in improving the health of individuals families and communities by addressing the uh, social determinants of health and providing effective, efficient, equitable, and accessible care for all across the care continuum is uh, extremely important. And uh, the other thing, too, that I would like to see is that the future of medicine as a whole is uh, pointing towards increased digitization um, nursing is also heading in that direction. So this is the generation that is uh, ruled by smartphones and wireless technology. Innovations such as the Internet, artificial intelligence, robotics, they are becoming increasingly integrated into the healthcare industry. So, of course, with the uh, digitization, it also brings with it some, uh, some of the disruptions. So... The role of nurses in healthcare is becoming even more pertinent to help smooth out these issues. So, um, because the nurses who share a lot of face time with their patients, 
they help to bridge the gap between the traditional and the new age of technology with skill, understanding, and of course, frequent interaction. So we do, our, our role as nurses is truly valuable in the changing technology, the modernization, especially with the help of our patients. Well, that's definitely true. If you need to have an IV medication started, you need to have somebody who knows how to do it, and you need to have somebody who has the ability to provide that connection between what needs to happen to help somebody with their care and the fact that we are moving towards more of a digitalized society. Nothing can replace the FaceTime with somebody who is right there, empathetic, caring for you and making sure that you are doing well. Uh, Laura, what are your wishes for the nursing community and trying to make sure that we have the right people in the right place at the right time to take care of the health needs of our state? You know, the the two greatest learning opportunities I think I've had over the past year is that one of our greatest challenges was helping our uh, our Pacific Islander populations access and understand the the COVID pandemic situation and how challenging it is. And what that what we realized is that we don't have enough healthcare workers from those communities. And I'd like to see, and that's just one example, but I'd really like to see that we have. Bob said um, equitable and accessible. I'd like to see nursing and other healthcare careers become more equitable and accessible. I'd like um, our nursing population to match our state population um, in terms of who we are, you know, what we look like, what cultures we're from, because it really does affect the quality of healthcare. So it's not just about the right nurses in the right places for the the people when they need it. But it, it also matters not just having cultural competency, but being of the same culture. It brings so much value. And I'd like to see that. I'd also like to have our ability that we learned we have to rapid cycle improve and develop systems and programs to do the thing we need to do. I'd like to continue that so we can continue with professional development opportunities, specialty development, and continue to close those holes when we find it. Because we're always going to have innovation, and that means nursing needs to continue to innovate and move and educate and develop with that. And we really need to be um, more active in having incubators of these specialty development opportunities. So those are my two wishes for nursing, but also for caring for the people of Hawaii. Well, I certainly love the idea of making the healthcare workforce look like the communities here in the islands and providing that opportunity for the education of folks who might not consider a healthcare career but are so essential to the health of their population. All right, Katie, last but not least, what are your wishes as we move forward in healthcare? So um, I'm a huge proponent of preventative healthcare, so I really would have to say. Um, taking a proactive approach rather than a reactionary approach. And I think that's something that we do so often in healthcare is, oh, well, now there's the problem, so we're going to fix it. But I think the goal is, is that we need to start looking at those population health goals. You know, like, what does the whole population need right now? And how can we take a proactive approach? And similar to what Bob and what Laura said, you know, we're looking at accessibility. We're looking at creating a healthcare workforce that looks like me and talks like me, so I'll be more receptive to receiving the healthcare services that they're suggesting I get. 
Well, this is a tall order from all, all three of you, but I do hope that we have an opportunity to see that nurses lead the charge and lead the way to help us to transform our entire healthcare system. I want to thank all of you for sharing your expertise with us today. Thanks to Bob Gahol. He is from the Philippine Nurses Association of Hawaii. Laura Reichhart, she's the director of the Hawaii State Center for Nursing. And Katie Kemp, the president of the Hawaii branch of the American Nurses Association, or Hawaii ANA. Thank you for sharing your expertise and for wanting to celebrate the healthcare heroes of the nurses, which is the purpose of all of us being here today and helping to share what they do and acknowledge their amazing efforts moving now forward through through the post-pandemic world and into the future. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on our podcast, hawaiipublicradio.org, where you can follow the links on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We will be here next week with part two of Celebrating Nurses. We'll see you then on HPR. <laughs>